Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and today we've got we got a good one. We got a light, just like, you know, is everything really intense right now? Am I the only one? Oh, actually, I am remembering this recording. Okay, it's good. It's light. But we get into the details. Oh, God, I have a really funny story. Do I tell you? Is that too much information? <gasps> Okay, I'm going to. Um, okay, so this is a is a great episode. Amy Kennedy talking about hormones, and in it, she brings up uh, colon coffee. You know the uh, coffee enemas up your butt, and obviously, I'm not new to hearing about them, but I've never done them, and I feel like. I'm getting closer and closer every year as I get, you know, weirder and weirder. This year I'm ripping off the veil of uh, beef liver. Uh, I haven't done it yet. I bought it. But then I defrosted it and left it in the fridge. And then it was like a week later as I was like waiting for you all to tell me what to do with it. And then I was like, well, can I eat it now? And so I didn't know what to do. So I have a frozen one. Now I know what to do with it. Thank you. Now I just need to like bite the bullet and do it. But coffee enemas. Yeah. I mean, not this year, not this year. Let, that's my point. But I asked a lot of questions, so I'm getting closer. And that night, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Okay. So I had a dream that night after talking into a lot of detail about the coffee enemas, I had a dream. I don't, I know it wasn't my butthole. I'm pretty sure it wasn't my butthole in the dream. And I have no idea whose butthole was in the dream. There was no um, no characteristics that I could identify, even if it was a man or a woman, but I'm pretty confident based on the angle I was inserting, it was not my butthole because I don't think that would be anatomically possible. But I wasn't inserting like the tube that Amy talks about into the butt. <laughs> you know, like a balloon animal balloon, how they're like really long and skinny. I was shoving that into this person's butt and I woke up the next morning and I was like oh my god Kirby that that was a dream sometimes you have really weird dreams and you're like I don't know where that came from but I knew exactly exactly where this dream came from uh so hopefully you I didn't just ruin your lunch um in telling that story but yeah that happened um so it's a good one but things have been, you know, intense lately. So I felt like, hey, let's just do a nice light one where no one has to like reassess their entire life values or anything like that. Um, what is news? So I am wrapping up the multi-passionate chiropractor course um, next week. So if you're listening to this uh, week, it's released. Next week will be our final week out of 10 weeks. And um, I had a really good friend of mine text me last week saying like, how are your adrenals doing? And I was like, oh my gosh, you just pour everything. You pour everything into it. And especially since this is the first year, you know, this was on my mind for most of 2022 and then started to really make it September, October. Then you plan November and November, like marketing it, 
And then December was selling it um, and so many phone calls. I did like 60 one-on-one phone calls to make sure that people understood what the course was and make sure that they weren't going to be wasting their time and money and make sure that they were ready for the materials in the course. And yeah, and then we kicked it off the beginning of February. So it's just been a kind of go. Uh, So adrenals are doing okay, um, but I feel very much like the cloud is lifting. And I have, we have a trip with friends to the Smoky Mountains, like the week after the course wraps. And I was thinking like, yes, it'll be a really fun, like kind of outdoor, kind of hot tub. I've heard really cool things about Asheville and like their, their scene. And I'm like, yeah. So the friends we're going with though are very into hiking. Like they're hikers. And I love traveling with them though because she's very she's like well, the person you want to travel with. They have got the like checklists. They make great plans. And so she asked me, like, all right, how much hiking do you want to do? And I was like, well, I can give you six hours one day, or three to four hours two days in a row. And then she started like kind of you know, getting her paws in there going like, well, what if it's like a three mile hike up and we have like a charcuterie board and, and then we three mile hike down. And I said, that sounds like a lot, but I guess if I'm drinking at the top, I'll just like roll down the hill. And so it'll only be an hour and a half. So like, okay, I can handle that. All right. So that was like a month ago where she's asking like, how much hiking can I plan? And I'm like, not a ton, (laughs) not a ton. So I get a text the other night and she goes, uh, oh, I say like, what temperature should I plan? As I am on Pinterest looking for, I'm not joking, cute hiking outfits. This is what I'm Pinteresting. And I ask her like, what temperature should I plan on? And that opened the floodgates of her then saying like, do you have water shoes? And I was like, um, no, I don't have water shoes. I have hiking boots. Why are you asking if I have water shoes? She's like, well, one of the hikes we might have to cross the stream. Now, keep in mind, I am new to hiking. I don't I don't get it. So I'm thinking, like, can I just take my shoes off and like cross the stream? And she's like, well, no rocks. And, you know, you could cut your foot. I'm like, okay. So in this scenario, am I sitting next? I, I wear my hiking boots. I sit next to the stream, taking my hiking boots off, put my water shoes on, cross the stream on the other side, then take my water shoes off and put my hiking shoes back on. And she's like, yes, exactly. I was like, okay, guess I'll look into water shoes. And she's like, and do you have a hydration backpack? And I'm like, um, no, I don't have a hydration backpack. I have a backpack that I plan on Kirby carrying with water in it for me, like he's my personal mule. And she's like, oh, okay, that'll be fine probably. And then she's like, um, do you have a waterproof hiking jacket? And at this point, I'm like, no, listen, Karin, I don't have a waterproof hiking jacket because if I woke up and I was supposed to hike today, but it was raining, I would go, oh, shoot, it's raining. I guess I'm not hiking. Oh, because she has to find waterproof pants. I was like, no, what is wrong with you? We are different people and I don't think I want to go on this trip with you anymore. And then I said, like, are you going to send me a list? And she said, like, yep, I'll send you a list, you know, just so you have like beef jerky. And I'm like, wait, why do I need beef jerky? If you are making, you told me you would make me a charcuterie board. Why do I need beef jerky? So I'm I'm in over my head. I think that's official. But I did get uh, my solution uh, was to buy my first pair of Tevas. Um, they're cute. So there we go. Now I have some waterproof hiking sandals, um, that I will use once every four years. There we go. Okay. So, uh, before we start, shout out to Sked, which is one of the main sponsors of She Slays the Day in general, uh, slash Blue Hills Chiropractic. Uh, well, they don't give Blue Hills Chiropractic any money. That's my clinic for those that haven't been paying attention for the last three years. Um, But without them, I don't know what our clinic would do. Like I have talked with other people that are like, oh, yeah, my EHR uses text, especially through the course. And I'll be like, oh, well, can you set up like this parameter and this like automation? And they're like, no. Um, And so I just continue to realize that, you know, 
SCED is, in my opinion, the best thing that's out there as far as like patient communication. Our staff loves it. Uh, we have no, no plans of leaving them out there. Please don't quit. So let's get on to Dr. Amy. So she is a chiropractor, a mama, and recently an author of her first ebook, The Secret to Worry-Free Cycles. That's kind of what we talk about today of like how women can just start regulating their cycles because if you are in practice and seeing women with a pulse, you are probably realizing that um, cycles are, they're not a given thing anymore. And I'm seeing it more and more just in women who just aren't getting their cycles. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with you. And we could go down a whole bunch of rabbit holes about uh, things they may have chosen for their body in the last three years. We're not, no, this is not that episode where we're not going to talk about that. But, oh man, next week we have Ben Tapper on. That's the episode. We'll get into that. But today I told you, I told you, we're keeping it light, okay? Chill out, people. Um, so anyway, she just wrote her first ebook and she's currently working in Fort Collins, Colorado with a powerhouse team of female docs. She specializes in prenatal and pediatric care, but is passionate about helping women through all stages of their health journey. So let's take a, take a nice breath and let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for the divine womanhood that like has a period and makes a baby. Um, and Thank you for people who do the work to help women continue to be able to just help their bodies work naturally through chiropractic and so many other ways. Um, help us to continue to tap into old wisdom, old wisdom of trusting the body and giving the body what it needs to work as it was created. Help us connect with our heart right now in this moment, later today before bed, tomorrow, whenever we're with our patients, with our family, checking in with ourselves, Are we breathing? Are we doing some of the most basic self-care needs that we recommend to our patients? Are we drinking water? Are we moving our body? Are we being conscious of the fuel we put in? Are we eating the beef liver? <laughs> are we meditating? Are we doing some of these things that we we know, we know are good, but are recommending, but are we doing some of that work ourselves? And so help us motivate to take, just be 1% better, 1% better this month. Um, in your name we pray. Amen. Okay. Here is my conversation with Dr. Amy Kennedy. Enjoy. So you're a three wing two wing two yeah so yeah. gotta work hard and then obviously help people too so mm -hmm. perfect for chiropractic well and, and that makes sense you started a you started a or you wrote a book so like yeah well I think that's like me I've like I have so much in the works like I've done so much things so many little things that this is my first like okay let's actually like put something out there versus just mm -hmm. working underneath about all these random things so well and I've really questioned so what ends up happening, so like I keep going of like, am I a three or am I a seven? Because I'm a three with like ADHD. So <laughs> it comes across where like, I need novelty. I'm impulsive. Like there's a lot of like, um, but that's just the ADHD. <laughs> and so then what I think is all threes are like that. And so Elise and I like, cause Elise is, obviously a three but I'm like she's a three two she's exactly what I am so and I'm, I'm like, like I don't know you're awfully organized for a three <laughs> are you sure are you sure you're a three because I'm not organized and it's like oh I'm not organized because I have ADHD like that's funny oh I know well honestly you remind me of Dr. Heather I don't know if you remember her much but mm -hmm. she is just definitely a seven she's very like outgoing expressive like all the things mm -hmm. and I'm like that's the vibe I get from you yeah. And like, I'm working with my therapist on like not labeling sadness as a negative emotion. Yeah. Not there yet, but like, yes, yeah, so it's very seven. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I am actually not an extrovert at all. I am very introverted. 
I think a lot of people that are expressive, especially like people that come in the office, like if they talk all day, they're just like, don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, we'll just, we'll just hang out. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) funny. I'll come home from work and Kirby will be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And he'll be like, okay. And then like 45 minutes later, I'm like, okay, so I get this email and he's like, okay, we're talking about it now. Type of thing. So <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So tell me, mm-hmm. tell people who don't know who you are, the 411, who are you? What do you do in life? Yes. What's your story? So, oh, that's a tricky one. So I am Dr. Amy Kennedy. So I am a chiropractor. I work in Fort Collins, Colorado. I do work at our other location in Loveland, Colorado. I work for Impact Chiropractic. They are great. We are prenatal, pediatric-based, correctional care. It's been great. And I've been working with them for three years. Um, My passion truly is like just supporting women in general through their health um, at all stages. I recently became a mama like a year and a half ago, and it was cool to like go through pregnancy myself, go through postpartum and like just experience all those things like you learn about and you like are telling pregnancy and postpartum women mm-hmm. to do, but it's like, it's next level when you experience it yourself and you're like, oh yeah, like actually do this. I have this little trip I tried, like I've been there. So yeah, but I mean, I grew up very holistic. Um, my you did. Grandpa, yeah, like my grandpa would muscle test us and be like, what? Is your grandpa a chiropractor? No, okay. he was a dentist, but he had a lot of chiropractic friends. He was and he a woo-woo to dentist. He was very woo-woo dentist. So yeah, I grew up with like muscle testing and like Ezekiel bread. I was like, it was more seed than bread. It was just like all the things. And I was very into sports. And luckily I had someone that kind of like pushed me into chiropractic, a family friend. And it was truly a blessing because it it's really helped me like take my background of holistic health and like put it into like the lifestyle I know is like truly the chiropractic lifestyle. So it's been cool to like express that and like help support other women in that too. Mm -hmm. So So you, so we're going to talk about hormones because you wrote a book. So what prompted you to write, like pick this as a topic? Totally. Have you always wanted to write? So it's kind of like two questions of like, did you always (laughs) know you wanted to write a book? And then like, how'd you settle on this or, or yeah. not settle, but like decide on totally. So, um, it's funny. So the, here's the three in me. Like I have 166 page and pages written of like an actual book for like a 40 week guide for mamas. Okay. Um, I have a kid's book. Like I have things like I've been working on and you're multi-passionate <laughs> yeah, all the things. Right. And so, um, It kind of like at the beginning of the year, I had something happen that like really shifted me and was like, like, just go, like, you need to get something out, like, just like, let it all go and just put something out. And I basically, I want to share this because it kind of resonated with me. And it says like, people change in four different seasons. When they hurt enough, they have to, when they see enough, they're inspired to, when they learn enough, they want to, and when they receive enough, they're able to. And like, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that was me. Cause I went through a miscarriage at the beginning of the year. And it really brought me a lot of clarity of like, where was I stagnant? Where do I want to go? Like, it just like, it was a lot and it dropped me down. And I was like, okay, base to the bottom. Like, where do we want to go from here? How do we build up? And I was like, let's just get something out. Let's get rolling. And I got like this inspiration to like put this out for women. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's not even like postpartum or pregnancy, it's nothing crazy. It's just like the basics. It's like every woman needs to know this, but in our society, nobody knows this, which is hard. And we know it. It's like our lifestyle. It's like eat healthy. Are you detoxing your body? Do you honor your cycle? Like just simple things that women are just not taught. And I thought like, that was a good place. Like that's where we're going to build off. That's where we're going to start and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, do you feel like you knew a lot about hormones prior to this, or did you like start going down the rabbit hole? And now you're like, I know a lot more about hormones than I did a year ago. (laughs) Or like, were you always into hormones? I think it's funny because it's like, we always look at ourselves and we're like, well, we really don't know that much about that topic, but comparative to like everyone else and how long we've studied and looked at women's health, I feel like we know a lot more than we're really like giving Mm -hmm. ourselves credit for. And I don't think I've gone really down. Like I'm excited to build off the knowledge I have. I feel like I've just given the basics of like, this is where it's at. This is how you support it. Like 
and then we can go next level. It's not even like a dive deep. Cause like women aren't, I feel like aren't ready for that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the knowledge I had, which I had to accept of like, no, I know this women need this and kind of go from there. Yeah. I'm sure this is a similar experience that you have in practice, but I feel like the last, I don't know, three to five years, I'll have a patient who I deeply know. I've been seeing them weekly for years. You know, like I know them. I know their body is inflamed. Maybe they're struggling with infertility. Maybe it's like severe IBS, like, you know, just insert, insert, insert symptoms. And they go to the damn doctor and get told everything is fine. Your hormones are fine your thyroid is fine. It's all normal. And I think this is where I get frustrated where I don't know enough because I just know enough to be like, you're not fine. Yeah, It's clearly not okay. What you are experiencing is not normal. And I just get pissed because like, I just, I feel like the medical community or like I don't know, some other community, I'm pointing fingers at every other person except myself <laughs> going like, isn't doing a good enough job of like, okay, you're, you're obviously not okay. Like this stupid, maybe the test is wrong. Like maybe this test we use to assess you and say like, yeah, you're good or no, you're not is not working. Well, and on it, you're very true. Cause what, if you go to a normal doctor and they do blood tests, there's like a normal level and there's a not normal level and there's no in between, but if you Mm -hmm. go to a functional med doc, there's a functional level of like, yeah, you're fine. It's just like in chiropractic. Yeah. You're, you're being able to go to work, but at what quality? So again, like that functional level of like what quality really are your hormones at? And it's hard because it's like, they go and they're like, Oh, birth control. And let's put you on this. And we just, we had a girl in um, our office. She worked for us and like was, in the chiropractic philosophy, like she wants to be a chiropractor and she was with us for over a year. She just went to the hospital and spent five days there because she had blood clots in her brain. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. And it's like a a waking of like, you were in here, you heard us talk, like, you know, but it's like, for a lot of people, it's like, not, we're not the ones that they're like, oh, let's look at the more natural route. You know, it's like, oh, what does the doctor say? They say my hormones fine. Like, why do I feel this way? Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of weirdness with that. So were you on birth control as a high schooler or a college kid or whatever? Were you on birth yeah. control? So luckily for me, I'm so blessed. Like um, we were so holistic. I never was. I like was I did so- still get vaccines, but only a small amount. But then birth control, my mom just never got me on. And I'm really happy because I feel like I'm the rarity now. Yeah. I don't know if you were put on it or not. Well, so here's the deal is like, she would die if she knew I was talking about her. So I have a 10 year old. She's so far, so far away from having sex. Although I did just have the sex talk with her. Like I'm not ready for that. I have a toddler. I'm not ready. Hilarious. Oh my God. All right. We're not going to get on the soapbox. I'll give you the highlights. I have like this whole speech prepared and I'm like, you know, so like later this year, your school is going to be talking to you. Cause I know at the end of the school year, they talk about sex. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, they're going to be talking to you about sex. And I want the first time you hear about it to be from me and not from school. And she just shuts me down. She's like, actually, I'd prefer it was from school. I feel like it'd be <laughs> less awkward that way. And I'm like, well, we're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, one day she is going to, you know, who, who knows, maybe she will wait until marriage. We're just going to, for all the like, yeah, we're putting that out there. Yes. We'll put that out there. But let's just say that she doesn't, I don't know what to do. I don't want a pregnant 16 year old. I forget, um, her full name, but like, she was on like almost two years ago we were talking about birth control. And I'm like, so what are you going to do with your daughter? Like, I don't want her to get pregnant. (laughs) Well, and that's hard. It's yeah. I'm not at this stage. So thank God. But I feel like I'm so glad you had that conversation. Cause I feel like, like I never got that. And there's just things that women growing up didn't get. And it's a piece that, yeah, it's awkward, but like, how, how are you supposed to go through life without knowing certain things? Um, 
but there are birth controls that are better. A lot of them are like hormonal based. And when you have that hormonal base, like it's all progesterone and it tricks the body into being pregnant. But when you have high levels of progesterone, a, your body's not making its own and then estrogen is going to be limited. So it's like, again, that imbalance where it's just like, it can wreak havoc, not only on that, but stress hormones and the whole cascade. Um, so there's better options like the copper one, um, non-hormonal, it just changes the pH of the vagina. So Okay. Better options. That and it's hard. Some hope. There's hope. Okay. Slight. Because it's hard. It's not, I have like in my book, like natural planning. It's called family planning, but natural ways to track your cycle. And I'm going to be honest, like I don't, I'm not on birth control and I'm not like tracking my cycle because I'm not going to take my basal temperature at 7 a.m. I'm not going to check my cervical fluid. So, but I'm also married. So I'm like, whatever happens, right. happens. So it is a lot more work. But if, women are informed if girls are informed like if that's what they taught like this is what happens in your cycle so at this point this is when you can get pregnant like and give a wide band like these 10 days you can get pregnant when realistically it's only let's teach the boys too i yeah. think that like <laughs> yeah they're right. responsible too <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot gets put on us i will say that <laughs> Um, so when did, so, okay. So you didn't even start on birth control. Like so many of us who are fucked up hormonally, it's like, well, it all kind of starts with that. Um, so where does, where do you feel like beyond birth control, so much of the hormone disruption happens? Totally. And this is where the chiropractor in me kind of comes out. I was like very much stressed, right? We have our three T's traumas, toxins, and thoughts like stress in the body, whether it's high cortisol, making other hormones go crazy, whether it's chemicals in the cleaning supplies, makeup supplies that are hormonal disruptions, like so much, or whether you're just exhausted, physically exhausted from doing your job and go, go, go fight or flight mode where your body just can't actually put the energy where it needs to go. So that's the biggest thing. And it, it's hard as women. I feel like we are very much like take on the world. I will take care of this and that. And like, especially Enneagram three, like I will do finances. I will do the household. I will do the children. I will do this, like all the above. And we're kind of stuck in more of that survival versus thriving. And mm-hmm. our body's not going to be able to actually have a good hormonal balance when we are in that just survival mode. So then what are some of the symptoms that like you started to, so like, when did you realize, like, I think I might be a little messed up. Yeah. I mean, I did have kind of a painful cycle, even when I was younger. Um, I had a lot going on just around my cycle in general, bootiness, blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of was like, whatever, like I'm healthy. And when you're younger, you just sort of like, there's nothing you really can do. I think it was after having a kid, it was all the things like the excess weight and the fatigue and the moodiness and the brain fog and all these things that like, I'm like, oh, this is what patients come into me with me. I'm like, mm-hmm. what, what am I missing that I wasn't missing before? And it's that piece of like myself, like, what is my lifestyle looking like? Like, am I supporting my health? Am I supporting like good nutrition, good wa- filtered water, my gut health, all that. Am I detoxing from the overwhelming amount of toxins, like armpit detox, coffee enemas, like all the fun things. Um, and that's when you can start to actually, like, once you have the foundation, that's when you can actually build and support your hormones and honor your cycle. So what was one of, so you didn't go get them tested. You just kind of like put two, well, because I said, like sometimes (laughs) they're air quotes, normal. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's great. Like, let's say something's crazy off. You're on hormonal support. Like definitely functional medicine is for you, but if you're experiencing some of these random symptoms, it's like, what are easy tools that you can look at at home mm-hmm. that you can do? Like, that's the baseline of like, what can I control before I go to that practitioner? Cause when you go to that practitioner and you haven't laid that foundation, like you're still not going to get the full benefit. So yeah, I didn't necessarily go get hormones tested. I do have an acupuncturist functional med that like I probably will, especially with a miscarriage looking at hormones in the future. But I started with um, just taking more time for myself of like really looking at my diet, making sure I'm getting a lot of water, starting with good supplements and a probiotic. And then I think for me, a lot of detoxing. So during pregnancy, you're not really allowed to detox. So I started with like armpit detox, started sweating, started exercising, um, coffee enemas. And just like over time, I could feel my body just like, oh, could breathe a little bit, getting enough sleep. Just like you could tell the difference. 
yeah, it's like the more energy I put towards me, I was like, okay, I feel that shift. And then I could pour more into my family too. Okay. So armpit, armpit detox. What are you talking about? <laughs> Have you never done one? No. Okay. Yeah. They're crazy, but honestly, people love it. Like people love the weird stuff. So you mix like benzonite clay. Um, it's great. Like I use it on my face. You buy that whatever. on Amazon or what? Is, yeah. Okay. I bought like an organic one on Amazon. I know you're supposed to be like this brand, but organic on Amazon and then Bragg's apple cider vinegar and you mix okay. it in and you shove it on your armpit. So for anyone that's like tried the natural deodorant and it doesn't work, or you're like, I react to the baking soda and the natural one, like it helps you because it pulls out the heavy metals of the aluminum and like any other like bacteria stuck in there. And then the natural actually works better. Um, but then again, it gets rid of some of the detox of like just the metals and chemicals and stuff. Cause it's such a absorbent area of your body. And that's where a lot of lymph stays. So it's kind of funky and you walk around with your hands above your head for 20 minutes, but oh. it works. <laughs> and like, I'm assuming that there's no, like, you don't feel anything. You're just like, all right, I'm detoxing. Yeah. And right. No. makes a bunch of jokes and <laughs> right. You're not burning. My husband will joke. Cause I put it on my face too. And it's like, it makes it very red. And he's like, you're not going to film any social media after that. And I'm like, obviously not. I look like, yeah. So it's good. Time. I haven't got my husband to do that one yet, but we'll see. Okay. And then coffee enemas. Mm -hmm. So like, this is a thing in our profession <laughs> that I'm like, huh? I know. I will tell you this. I got, um, I got Not all my hot doctors, coffee, right? room temperature is a room, room temperature. temperature. Oh God. Room te <laughs> body temperature. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> like, you're not sizzling anything off. <laughs> a venti cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Starbucks. Can I please have, um, I got all our doctors on board. And so they are, like, yeah, they approve. It's like, if sounds absolutely insane, you're like, hell no. But like, once you do it, you're like, okay, yeah, this is worth it. We were actually recording a podcast for my office. Um, and we were talking about it. And of course, when you're talking on a podcast, you slip. And I was literally like, you stick the tube up your booty hole. And I was like, and now I have to keep talking and was dying laughing. But yeah, it helps a lot. Okay. So how do, what do you do? How does it work? And like, okay. and I thought caffeine was part of the problem. So like, this is where I get mad is on every single person's list. They're like, Oh, how much caffeine do you drink? I'm like, that's none of your business. And then they're like, no, just stick it up your ass. And I'm like, well, now yeah. you're being a hypocrite. Take all the caffeine, just stick it up the other way. It doesn't get absorbed as much through the lower bowels as it does. Like when it goes through your whole system, um, so when you do a coffee enema, a couple of things, obviously it cleans out gut, like it washes everything out, which gets rid of any like old nasty bacteria. Like it kind of sets the stage for just new. There's also chemicals that like stimulate the liver to detox. So it's the biggest like detoxification for the liver. Castor oils also can be used for this, but it's great because the liver is really like going through the blood and processing all those toxins and helps you secrete old bile. It just like reset for digestion, but really helps clean out the blood too. Um, can be helpful for a parasite cleanse too, as well. So it's, I mean, overall compared to like a water enema, it's uh, next level. Oh, I know. I don't know. I know. I was the same way. And you're like, hell no. And I was like, I can't do this. And okay. now it's like, babe, I need to take 30 minutes for myself. I got to do me. What do did your husband say the first time you told him that you he's like, doing? he's like, can I watch? Like, what is this? I'm <laughs> like, hell no. I'm like, no, I, yeah. Not something I've gotten him to do yet either. Okay, so you, do you buy this from Amazon? Yeah, you can do a little enema kit from Amazon. Yeah, you just, should get an enema kit from Amazon. Yeah, uh, does it matter if the coffee's organic? <laughs> I do organic, medium roast. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually just got a new kit from Amazon and they literally delivered it in a clear package and the cover was premium enema. And I was like, hmm, nice, thank you. Thank you so um, much. Yeah, that was great. I'm glad everyone knows now. But yeah, Amazon, organic coffee, you just brew it. You check the temperature, make sure it's around hundred degrees. You um, fill up your bowels. And doesn't, that doesn't seem like room temperature. I yes. just know because I have a hot tub and the hot tubs at 102. And when I get in that thing, that thing is motherfucking hot. Okay. Well, you think body temperature like 98. I do 98 to hundred. I know, and but I have somehow it, like, the fluid seems a lot warmer. 
<laughs> okay, for first time, why don't you try 98 and get back to me and see if you can go 99 this time after. Um, yeah, you let it sit there for 10, 12 minutes. Wait, Sometimes... wait, wait, you skipped a step. In your butt? In your butt. You have tubes. Okay. And there's How does the get... tube get in the butt? Uh-huh. Best recommendations for beginner, you get really skinny, little long guy, and you just kind of help it support it on up there. As I said on my other podcast, you just put it up the booty hole. Okay, just put it up the booty hole. Put it How up far the booty up the booty hole? hole? So, depend. Like, if you get a long skinny tube, like, I had one that was, like, 12 inches. No! Which seems, which seems little, I know, I know, but I don't think it, like, goes, goes up there. But then there's other that are only a few inches. But if it's only a few inches, then it's, like, right at the exit, and it's hard to, like, hold it all in. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, these so are... It's nice to have a little something oh okay <laughs> so how, how much fluid is going in oh not a ton I would say it's like volume like quality over quantity on that one so I do like th- three-fourths of a mason jar okay I don't know how exactly measurements on there and you like if you're super into this and you gotta know the details like if you're analytical like you can oh there's YouTube up. videos yeah like there's like certain blah 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 but um yeah. If you do too much, again, you can't hold 10, 12 minutes. So you just kind of do a happy amount, let it in, pull the tube out. You sit for 12, 12 ish minutes is what you're supposed to do. And then it all just detoxes. It does its work. Okay. So we've got armpits. We've got coffee enemas. Right. So you recommend detoxing how often? like some form weekly like part of the lifestyle is working out so even if you're working out and getting some sweat in there that's part of the detoxing and whether you want to do a castor oil pack whether you want to do an enema armpit detox like something just helps us because no matter how hard we try we are going to be exposed to these toxins they're going to do pesticides on like the flowers and this and that and so we are absorbing it and the more we can keep up with it and like let it go is going to help like whether you want to do a heavy metal detox there's like sprays for that so it just depends, but I'd say weekly is just nice. Like, especially if you're working on hormone health, it might be a lot initially until you feel like your hormones are in a better spot and then you can back off and do more maintenance. Okay. So you're talking to your patients about coffee enemas. What else are you, <laughs> what else you said like drinking water, which, yeah. okay. but like, how else are you coaching them through getting better like yeah. habits? Well, and once they get that like lifestyle, they get that detoxification. It's like, now let's, okay, what are steps we can do at home to like really support your body? And I think first step is like honoring your cycle. Like, do you know where you're at on your cycle? Do you track it? Like, are you during menstruation, ovulation, follicular, luteal, like where are you at? And do you honor like what those hormones are doing in your body? Cause when you have more estrogen in your body during that first phase of follicular phase, it's you're going to be more energetic. You're going to be more active. So like working out, you want to go like run and lift heavy weights and in business, you're like, go, go, go. This is where we're going to do everything. And when you are in a little more calmer, like when you have more progesterone going through your body, do you allow your body to do more yoga and hiking and we're in business, take a step back and just let it flow versus taking control. I feel like as women, we're very masculine business of like go and we do this or that and or even in working out like I have to go to Pilates and do like this intense hour and a half workout and it's like maybe that's not what your body needs and when you listen to your body it can actually heal versus overpowering your body um, and really trying to push it past its limits. Hey, She Slayers, so many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. 
They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Hey, She Slayers. I just wanted to take a moment to ask you, have you heard of PX? I don't know. Have I mentioned them before? So they're practically everywhere these days, and I am so excited to have them as a sponsor on our show because they are on a mission that I can seriously get behind. So Dr. Tony and his team have designed a pediatric, prenatal, and family chiropractic training program that has online and live event training opportunities to learn step-by-step the science, clinical protocols, and business systems behind building a thriving pediatric and family chiropractic practice. Now, here's what's extra cool. It doesn't matter if you're a student, startup, or practicing chiropractor. I mean, I am a member and I've been in practice for over 12 years now. Each and every bit of their training is applicable to you and where you're at. I've been a part of PX for a while now, and I can say that there's no one better in the space to lead you and to lead this profession than Dr. Tony and his team. If you want to take your practice to the next level in serving more kiddos and families in your community, then you must check out PX. I will drop a link in the show notes so you can head over to thepediatricexperience.com and let them know She Slays the Podcast sent you there for a special little bonus. Hi, friends. I wanted to take a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. This is a platform where I can offer you extra content, behind the scenes interviews, quick trainings, and exclusive trainings answering your exact question live, back to back with me. It's a way for me to more directly interact with you and post some fun things that would never be in the normal weekly episodes. To check out what we're doing and to sign up, click the link in the show notes. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me, and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality, as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. So are most, if you had to like make a blanket statement, are most women what is messed up in their hormones? So like, we just kind of talk about like, oh, hormones are unbalanced. Yep. Like, what What is the imbalance? Yeah, that's hard. I would say estrogen dominance is a big one. Um, okay. Everyone likes to be a little more estrogen dominance, but you can go either way. I feel like estrogen makes more chaos in the body and that's just reproductive organs because I feel like across the board, female, male, like wherever you're at, cortisol is going to be the biggest player. I feel like everyone is over cortisol, overstressed. So much cortisol is going to limit how much energy, how much building blocks that we can put towards other reproductive hormones, like hormones in general. So I feel like first and foremost, where's the stress out? Cause too much cortisol, you're not going to create enough progesterone estrogen in general. And then if we do look at those, I would say over general, like estrogen likes to be a little higher. Okay. How come like why, what causes the estrogen situation to be higher in women than progesterone? 
it's easier to produce. Um, that's a hard question. There's so many factors that play into that. I would say with the production, um, that's the first one in the cycle to go. So when it's going, it's go, go, go. And it's really ramping up Okay. When progesterone. It's mostly coming from the, um, uh, the ovaries themselves. Once they release the egg, that's when they're producing it. And that's the primary production of it. And only other thing that'll produce that progesterone is when we have the placenta and that can kind of take over. So we have more of that hierarchy of the pituitary gland, the hypothalamus, like all of that, creating that cascade for estrogen versus if ovaries aren't fully functioning, if there's something going on in there, there may not, there may be a lack in that progesterone. If your egg is not releasing, if there's multiple, Mm. there's just harder, there's more that can play into that progesterone. And I feel like there's less symptoms that come when progesterone is imbalanced. I feel the majority of the symptoms are going to come into play when estrogen is like out of whack. When estrogen is, you said. Yep. Yep. Okay. So do you know, what do you know about like men in this whole, like are, cause, okay. So we, yes, we get put on birth control and all this stuff, but like men, there's all this stuff talking about. They're like sperm counts are decreasing and like, they've got to be like, I like that there's a lot of conversation out there about women's health and their hormones, but like, I would imagine that men are dealing with a lot of the same things. Yeah. And that's hard. It's always hard when a woman comes in and they're experiencing infertility. Like it's a very sensitive topic and always what I end on. And I'm, I'm, if they're getting tested or whatever, I'm just like, I'm so happy you are. And I would recommend your partner too. It's like, we take on so much of like, oh, it's me when it takes two to tango initially, right? Like, yes, we're so complex. And that's why men get it easy. Like all month or testosterone is just like steady. It's just like, mm, it's there. Um, so that they don't have those dips and all those things. And so I feel like for them though, the same things will disrupt them, the chemicals, and they're less likely to take care of their bodies. They're less likely to look for those natural things. They're less likely to get sleep and eat healthy. So their hormones get out of whack so easy. And again, sperm is not going to be something the body's like, let's make this a priority. Even if it's a priority for all the men. Um, yeah, it's, that's going to be what takes a hit if there's bigger health issues going on. So all the things that foundational level for women, it applies the same with men to be able to support their fertility as well. So you guys are pretty high volume at impact, right? Yep. Yeah. So a lot of people, (laughs) how are you incorporating these conversations like tactically into practice? Yeah. Because it's hard. It's very hard. And I don't know if you're asking like time frame wise, is that more where kind of where you're yeah, going? Yeah. Whatever. Um, luckily at my office, we have a full staff of doctors. So we do give ourselves grace of like, we have a set schedule of like, we're going to see this patient in this amount of time frame. Um, or like, that's the goal. Right. But then we give ourselves grace of like, if a patient needs something bigger, yeah. we give it to them. And we always start like with the trauma conversation. A lot of people aren't ready for that emotional spy- side, right? Usually women in the infertility realm, like are kind of there already. So it's kind of like building a big foundation when we first see them. Cause we have that time frame at the doctor's meeting. We're like, okay, this is what's going on. This is where we're at. This is what we've talked about. So then when we're in the room face down, I can be like, where are you at? You seem stressed today. Like they're like, Oh yeah, work. I'm like, okay, is there anything bigger going on? And so we can kind of go through the adjustment while we're diving into what's mm-hmm. going on. And then afterwards, if we need to take a few minutes, we always have strategies of like, you know, this is a really great topic. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I have a few other thoughts. Can I email you later with some of this? So we have some ways that if we need, and we recognize that like we are needed other places in the office, we can, but with kind of the support we have in our office, it does give us a lot of grace to yeah. take the nine with time with patients, which is so nice, which not everyone has. So, I so. mean, you said you obviously start with trauma, but I would think that toxins is the thing that they're, they've been force fed of like, you know, this. Yeah. So how do you incorporate trauma, physical trauma into the hormone realm? Definitely. So we always think about like trauma, physical trauma being like, 
I'm trying to think as a patient, how they would think of the trauma. It's very hard on their body. And I always explain like any stress is like chemically processed the same. So stress on the body, it's going to be hard for your body to be able to put energy towards other things or like traumas. If they're just like big, crazy accident or like repetitive stress at work over time, the body's going to be focusing on how to heal that and not focusing again on that thriving. It's going to be in that survival mode. I do try and shift their mindset out of like that physical trauma into more of the chemical thoughts realm. And I'm like, they all play into what's going on. And that's an easier access into hormone health. I don't think we really like dive into straight, like your hormones are off. If someone comes in and there's like all these things going on, it's like, okay, let's get the body functioning better with chiropractic. And then each time they're in, it's like, how's your nutrition? How is this? Like, as chiropractors, I feel like we're setting that baseline every patient we see anyways, mm-hmm. whether they realize it's going to affect their hormones, whether they realize it's going to affect their just like foundation of how they're living. Got it. So, okay. That makes sense. So then emotional stuff, like that's like a loaded gun or a minefield, I imagine, because yeah. it's like, you know, especially if you're dealing with a patient who is struggling to get pregnant or had a miscarriage and yeah. Now, you know, I'm always so afraid that basically what they're going to hear is that their stress is why they had a miscarriage Mm -hmm. or, you know, so like, how do you approach, um, because in your, like in your TikToks and reels that you're making, yes. So you have the detoxification, but you also talk about like journaling and like healing emotionally. Yeah. I think it's a, big part of it, honestly. And I've like dived into more like my journey this last year of like the emotions play a lot into it. And I feel like instead of saying like stress is causing miscarriage, we always are like, okay, there might be something bigger playing onto this. Like it's hard, but I feel like people after they become comfortable, cause this is not a conversation. We just go like out of the gate, unless they're like coming right. to us with it. We're like, is there anything bigger? Like we'll have like women with really severe sexual trauma. And we have to have that conversation of like, it is holding in the body. Like, and we have this piece of like, we are going to take care of you and we're going to allow this body to heal as much as possible, but there's going to be things that you have to process and you're going to have to journal. You're going to have to see a therapist. You're there's bigger things to be able to heal. I feel like some women, like whether they're younger and they don't realize like their sexual experiences, um, their non-sexual experiences, like it can hold in reproductive organs as well and cause kind of this blueprint that stays with them that might be causing some of their irregularity, their pain, their weirdness with relationships. Like there's so much emotion that holds in the body. And what's great about chiropractic is we can help work that out too, but allowing them to become aware that it plays into the body is a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to patients is, it's hard because there's just so, there's so much like, okay, well we had like kind of the start of this conversation and then like they weren't in the mood because, you know, they were running late for an appointment or this, and you know, and so it's just like this game of chess where you're trying to help them see this big picture. So, okay. So in the book, what is, I think, I feel like we've gone through some of some of the key advice, but like run me through kind of some of the key advice in the book. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, in general, it just talks about like, okay, what is your cycle basic? How do you naturally support when your cycle is bad? Like basic, like tips and tricks of like, when you have a painful cycle, when you're bloating, moodiness, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. Is that not normal? Like not, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, ibuprofen oh, I'm on ibuprofen or like, oh, I'm going to go get birth control. Like, I think that's the easiest fix that people go to versus like, yeah, it's not the easiest, but like adding heat, CBD, like seed cycling, all these things can be added in to help aid with the cycle. Like when it's actually happening. But again, it's so easy for you and me to be like, that's so basic. But I feel like for women, they miss that. They're like, oh, the way you deal with bad cycle birth control, the way you deal with this ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of like sets the baseline. We talk a lot about like um, products to use, like, are you using natural products? Are you using stuff with chemicals that absorb into the vaginal tissue? Cause it's really absorbent down there. We talk about just kind of like lifestyle, which I know we kind of dove into a lot detoxing and then supporting hormones. That is definitely like honoring your cycle. Where are you at 
Seed cycling's I think a huge one that women, like if they incorporated this, this would be a game changer. This Can you helps- run through seed cycling? Cause I knew it like a couple years ago, but then. Yep. Yeah. So it's just adding in certain seeds during whatever phase. So like in the first phase follicular, you're going to add two different seeds and you're going to eat those for the first 12, depending how long your days are beginning of menstruation to ovulation. And you can make like um, protein balls, you can make uh, granola, whatever that may be. And then when you um, go into the second phase, then is when you add like different seeds. So the first phase is going to be flaxseed and pumpkin seeds, where the second phase will be sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. And it sounds really simple, but the components of those seeds actually are the foundation of building blocks to help support estrogen in the first phase, progesterone in the second phase, which I think is great because women don't really necessarily give themselves the nutrients they need to support how much how much seeds are we talking about like am i eating like a bag of pumpkin seeds a day like (laughs) no definitely not i feel like (laughs) not really seeds and flax in the beginning i say start with a tablespoon of both each day i'm glad i i would have really overdone it me (laughs) and my coffee enemas i'd be like in there spoonfuling seeds in like i am balancing my hormones (laughs) taking a bowl of coffee sitting in there for an hour yeah it's again it's simple things it's just and that's why i tried to do in the book what are easy daily tools that women can use on the day-to-day basis that aren't overwhelming it's like add one thing in each month like change one thing in your lifestyle add one detox in start seed cycling start that for a month then it's part of your routine. Add one more lifestyle in the next month. What else can you do to support hormones? Whether that's adding in essential oils, apple cider vinegar. So it's just building those habits, building that lifestyle that we find so easy that other women are like lacking because they go to the doctor and their birth control versus like here, this is what you should eat. This is what you should do. These are things and steps you can take naturally to support your, yeah, hormone health now, but like that longevity piece, their health. I think it's so hard because- so many of, and this is like my story, not necessarily, but like I, my hormones are likely masked from like high stress, high achiever, high intensity workouts, like tons of cardio like, even when I went to weightlifting, it was like heavy weightlifting. And so then I struggle uh, besides the coffee enema thing, the coffee enema thing is the opposite (laughs) of like, I'm like, no. Um, but where I'm like seeds, seeds, seeds are going to fix this, like going for a walk instead, like, oh, going for a walk is going to help me lose weight instead of running. Okay. So like I struggle and it's like, obviously our patients have to be the same boat of like, that's not going to work. I think that's the hard thing. I'm the same way. I'm like D1 athlete, like let's like hit it as hard as we can, blah, blah, blah. But I think what we got to realize is us going on go, go, go mode for in fight or flight us like doing all these heavy workouts, our body is not able to actually rest and honor our body. And that's when it gets burnt out. That's when the cortisol is just like nonstop. And where's that building blocks for everything else? So I, I had a hard time last week. I didn't lift at all. And I've been like getting back into it. And I felt so good and I wanted to, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to do some yoga. And it was really, really hard for me. But afterwards, it was like, you know, I felt good, like energetically, it's like what your body needed. Cause like during menstruation, like you're very vulnerable, you're like shedding all like old and you're kind of bringing in that new. And when you're in that vulnerable state, you don't want to be like out exposed, lifting, running, like your body just energetically isn't seeking that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's hard, I think at first to let go, but like once you let go and honor, you will notice it actually gives you more energy. It's like, you feel your body just like more in tuned and you feel more authentic. What about for the patients who don't get a period? Um, to both types, the types that are not on birth control and not, so they have no idea where they're in their cycle. So they don't know how to seed cycle or do that. Or the people who are on the birth control, that's like, doesn't yeah. give them a period. Cause that's well, what I'll run into. When it's hard. Cause like telling women of like, it's hard to approach that in general of like birth control. Like, do you want to get off of that? Like not an easy topic. Like that's for them to figure out. All we can do is give some information. We can always be like, oh, are you struggling a little bit on that birth control? Like there are a little bit better options that might be less hard on your hormones. And that's when you can be like copper IUD and different options for them to look into. But for women that like even menopause, like don't have a cycle. What's cool is our bodies are actually really in tune to like the moon cycle. So if you were to be able to do um, moon cycling instead of seed cycling, 
you would just do the same two seeds for the first 15 days of the moon. And then the second set of seeds for the second phase of the moon. So from like no moon in the sky to half a moon is the first. Yeah. Half? I'm trying to figure it's like from full moon to new moon, new moon to full moon. So I'd have to get clarifying on which one you start on. I think it's okay, but moon. you can just tell them to follow the moon, follow the moon. So yeah, like when you have a full moon start, once you get a new moon, then you start your second half next full moon, first half, new moon, second half. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of like a lot of women menopausal because they like still experience those symptoms because their hormones are like, what? Yeah. it helps their body actually create more, which is great. Like that's exactly what they need. They need more created within their body on some level and it helps them, um, a have an easier transition into menopause, but then be able to keep up and have a little bit more of that anti-aging estrogen, progesterone help. I feel like as I'm getting older, my periods are just changing and getting more intense. And I'm like, this is weird. I would have thought as I was getting older and things were starting to dry up that things wouldn't get more intense. But like, as I talk to patients and stuff, this is like a common thing that like, I just don't think we're prepared for. Like you think about like teenagers and like, and then it's like, ah, by the time you're in your late thirties, your body's figured it out. And I'm like, why, how is it possible that shit's still changing down there? Like, I feel like too, as mothers, we're like, after you have a kid, you should get a free pass of like, you don't have to deal with this crap anymore, right? Yeah. Like you birthed the baby. Um, I honestly feel like as you go, the more stress is on your body, the more mm. shifts the hormones had to go through pregnancy, postpartum, the more crap, the more work, like just the more, the more toxins. So I almost feel like it's more important the further along you go. Cause it does, it just builds mm-hmm. um, if we're not supporting them. How do you support postpartum more? Cause that's gotta be its own clusterfuck of hormone stuff. Like what's the timeline? It probably depends on if you're breastfeeding, but like, how do you support postpartum? Yeah. Postpartum so hard. Yeah. Clusterfuck of all the things. Right. Um, I feel like it just depends on where each mama's at. Like if they're ready to take more time for themselves, if they're able to take more time for themselves, like just finding a second to eat a good meal. It's just simple get an hour of rest. It's like, you have to start small there. Um, if you're breastfeeding, you're not really getting your cycle back. That's when I would go off the moon cycle of things that you can follow that way, or just have that foundation. And that's where I was at postpartum is like, I just wasn't focusing enough on me. I was like, kid, kid work this, that, that. And that's when I was like, no, let me take 30 minutes here. Let me take 30 minutes there. Let me make sure I go to bed at a good time. And just over time, building up that small foundation and then adding a little support on top. I was like, okay, now I feel more and more and more like myself. Like it's so basic. It's so simple, but I feel like it's so easy as a mama not to, Mm -hmm. um, like put those things into practice. Yeah. So what's the plan for the book? Like, so you wrote a book. How long did it take to write? Um, I, yeah, I'm a fast worker. I feel like it took me like two, like to write it, get a website going to get it out there, maybe like three or four weeks. So what? <laughs> I like things like quick, like I can do stuff like quick. And I had some of the material already written because I had my other book that was kind of going anyway. So it was yep. like an easy transition. So, um, yeah, it, I Three honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I I'm just kind of like, this is my, my foundation. I was like, I wanted to put it out there. I wanted to see what this brought and where we go with this. I just want to be able to support women and have a bigger effect. And I feel like just starting with that foundation that we know as chiropractors is so important to be able to bring to women, women in our office, just women across the United States that just like, aren't aware of these things. And then I'm just we're going with the flow at the moment and seeing what all kind of like explodes from this or what else are women interested, what else is needed. So yeah. Um, is self-publishing is that, or like, how did you do the publishing Mm -hmm. aspect? Yeah. So like eBooks are very casual. So we just kind of like went for it. I, um, have it in PDF form online. Um, I don't think I'm going to go through the copywriting process because it is very extensive, but, um, in the future, when I finally do finish my other book, I probably will self-publish as well because it is that much easier. I've talked to a couple of chiropractors that have published and that's kind of the route they said they were going, but with ebook, I just kind of wanted to get it out there and have yep. kind of like, yes, book form, but nothing like super intense. Cool. 
if you were going to write, so what's the next book you're going to write? Uh, the one I've been working on for a while is like a 40 weeks guide for mama and postpartum guide. It's um, yes, the natural information we have, but for me, I want it to also be realistic. So basically chapter by chapter, it's like week seven, here's a shit show of what I went on in week seven, but also as a doctor, this is the knowledge I know. So it's like women aren't like, oh, because you're a doctor and this is the knowledge you know, this is how it should be. It's like, no, this is how we're told it should be, but this is how it went. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I cried. Yes. Like I was a hot mess during pregnancy, you know, like all these things of like women are like, oh, it's just me. So I wanted to make it a little more relatable. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you. I feel like, I feel like this helps with with the communication with patients because right now, a lot of what, first of all, my personality is that like, I'm not going to tell them to like take time for themselves. That's not enough, but like, okay, apparently, apparently that is, and that's me just putting my own hormonal shit show onto them. And just like knowing that, there's information out there like this for them. Like, yeah, like this. read this ebook. Here you go. Come back and let me know. Let me know your thoughts. So yeah, thank you so much. Of course. It's been great to talk. I know it's kind of like all information that we like all know, but I think it's important to know like how impactful it can be on people. And obviously I'm not great at talking about the emotional stuff, but I've definitely grown to be like, okay, this is important. Like let's have this conversation, either if both of us are uncomfortable. And in the end, I think it does really make an impact for them. Where does one find the ebook? Yep. Um, information. <laughs> I thought I would never say this, but you can find me on TikTok and you can find me on Instagram at this mama relates and um, mostly through links on my social media at the moment. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. I really appreciate it. She says we'll have her social media accounts below so you can go check it out she does funny tiktoks also so i appreciate all the fun stuff so yep (laughs) all right until next week she slayers bye hey she slayers are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love sked has exactly what you're looking for they will automate all your appointment reminders missed appointment reminders reactivation campaigns allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.